What's going on, guys? Welcome here to the Survivor Analyst Podcast. And we are back here with another interview for you guys. And uh, this one's going to be very exciting. But before we get to our guest this episode, let me introduce the co-host here who's who's here with me each and every week. And that is Dustin King. Hello to the 20 people that listen. We appreciate you. Kisses. (laughs) Kisses. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, let me introduce our guest for this uh, episode. And that is the the head editor for Survivor Michigan, Ian Harris. Hello. It's very nice. Very nice to meet you guys. Be on your podcast. I've been listening all season. Found it very enjoyable. Um, I loved even when even when you guys are criticizing the show, I still loved it. I think I love to hear the love to hear the commentary. I loved all you guys' takes. I thought they were really really fun. Well, I appreciate that. That's um, probably one of the first things that I wanted to ask. Um, so this is first time I get to talk to somebody from that's been like a part of actually making the show, and I was curious if um, any of the stuff that I said hurt anybody's feelings or not nah i don't think so i think everybody the only the only stuff that's really bothered anyone i think is like on the actual youtube comments there's some people who sometimes get kind of mean towards some of the actual like players you know like calling them names and stuff when it's like i mean you can criticize their games but you don't need to like attack them as you know people or whatever that but and i don't think anything you guys said really bothered anybody i thought all the stuff you guys said was funny you were, I thought it was funny how little, how much you disliked Shannon. I thought that was hilarious. I was like, <laughs> I was like, everybody else in the world, every other person watching the show, Shannon's like their favorite, basically, except for Dustin King. He's like, get this girl off of my screen. I cannot stand her. So I thought that was hilarious just because no one else seems to agree with it. Like, you're like the only person in the world who thinks that, which I thought was great. So, did, so you enjoyed the way Shannon played? Oh, I, I mean, I, I don't, I, 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 don't know if that's not like the way i would have played but from a as like an editor it was very i thought she was entertaining very entertaining tv um that's fair i can i can agree (laughs) with that to a point um mostly i have issue with people who and granted she got to that point later though she never did much with it um i can't stand people who are like yes i know that i'm doing great and it's like I have all these grandiose plans. I can do this, this, and this. And it's like, do you even understand the reality of the situation that you're in right now? Do you, do you not know how low on the totem pole that you actually sit? I don't, I don't understand. Where's this confidence coming from? <laughs> anyway. That's fair. That's fair. And um, I, we tried to reach out to Shannon. And at least as of now, she hasn't responded. So I'm kind of like... If she did listen, I wonder. I wonder if. Like, yeah, um, she's a, she's kind of like out of communication right now. I think like we've tried to, we're trying to get her on to do like a reunion show thing with like some of the other players, and and uh, she's just like really busy and hasn't. So like I wouldn't read too much into it to be honest with you. Fine. Uh, so let's. My uh, words have more power. Okay. <laughs> let's. Uh, you know her better than me. So how's things been, Ian? How, how's things been? Is it like a huge weight off your shoulders that season four is now in the books? Um, so 
it, it it's it is a weight off my shoulders, but it's also sort of a now I I I I know I have to get the last one done. I have so I have to I have to get season five done, and that's the last one I'm doing basically. So it is a weight off the shoulders, but it's almost like a, just a checkpoint along the journey. Um, but it's nice to have it done. You know, season four was a lot of work, so it's always it's always exciting to finish it and take a little break before I before I have to start the next one. So how uh, how fast were y'all getting them done? Like obviously this was recorded two years ago at this point. No, one, yeah. One. So basically, um, we're yeah we're running right now around two years basically behind, but that doesn't really take two years to come out with it. It's more just that like because of how long it took the first season, it basically takes our editing team probably about like six months per season. So season four, I started editing it in like November, and I finished editing it in like uh, April, April or May. So however long that is, is how long it took to edit oh, basically. Wow. Yeah. But, but none of them were like right up to the wire as far as having to get them out. No, I try to make sure that the, I, I don't ever like announce a release date basically until I'm sure that we'll be far enough ahead that it will like, won't ever get in a crunch because for the first season I edited, which was survivor Michigan season two, uh, I, we had like nine or 10 episodes done when the first episode came out, but then, I did a bad job managing my time and basically ended up like the last couple episodes I was finishing them like the day they were coming out. It was like really not good. So there's some editing stuff in season two that like makes me kind of cringe because it's just like not very good editing because I was doing it like literally the night before it was coming out. So I don't want to do that again. So I'm trying to be more careful with my time now. Yeah, it's all like a learning process. And I can kind of see kind of like an evolution through when I've watched like seasons you know, two through up until now, I can kind of see kind of like an evolution in the the editing. Yeah. I mean, I think that each one has been better edited than the last and you'd hope you wouldn't get worse. So <laughs> as long as it's getting better, that's, that seems like a positive to me. Maybe I shouldn't go back and watch the previous seasons. No, no, no. You definitely should. You definitely should. <laughs> but there's a few moments where I'm like, ah, that could have been done a little bit better. So did um, I am curious like how you like came to the show? Are you were you actively going to school for something that pertained to editing that um kind of made you a fit for the job? Are you actually a big super Survivor fan? So interestingly enough, uh, how I got into this, I was a film major at Michigan, so I was studying film. This is like what I want to do. Um, like I want to be a professional editor, basically. Um, but. Uh, I didn't know a single thing about Survivor. I'd never seen a single episode of Survivor, nothing. And Cooper uh, was a really, he was like one of my best friends at college and he played on the first season. And when they were playing the first season, we all thought it was like a joke. Like all of our friends, we were like, I didn't know anything about it. I was like, what are they surviving? Like there's no, <laughs> like the, I knew the actual show was like on an island. So I was like, what do you mean they're doing it at Michigan? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like I didn't understand the whole thing at all. And Cooper for season two, when he took over as host, he was like, yo, would you be down to edit this? I literally knew nothing. I had no idea how much work was to be. I knew nothing. I was like, sure, why not? Sounds fun. And now three, whatever years later, now I've been enjoying this whole thing. Now I've seen a bunch of seasons of Survivor. Obviously, now I like really like the show um, and all the rest. But uh, yeah, at first I knew absolutely nothing about it. And I've just sort of slowly and slowly. Now I'm now I'm ridiculously knowledgeable about it. So it's kind of funny, but that's how it happened. I was just friends with Cooper. And he was like, would you want to do this? And I was like, sure. And one thing led to another. 
So I just kind of got thrown into the job then. Pretty much. I got, I, if I had known how much work it would be, I probably would have maybe not said yes when I first agreed to it. Like I really didn't know what I was agreed to. Did you start off as the head editor or did, was that a position you had to work up to? So for season two, it was basically just me. And then I was like, it'd be nice to have some other people helping out. So I kind of tried to basically, there was, it became more of a team because I wanted to have more people involved because they would be a little less work for me. Um, Cause it's really hard. The number one thing is like the amount of footage, like we'd have to, the best thing is having just tons of people to watch all the footage because you literally don't have time to watch every single second of footage. Cause there's so much. And then we have these spreadsheets where everyone summarizes everything. And that makes it easier because if you know, like, oh, I need to find, you know, a clip of Shannon saying they're going to vote out Ivy or whatever, you can just go to those spreadsheets and find where it is. So we just have tons of people watching the footage now, which is really helpful. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had, there was somewhere my mind was going with that question. Um, oh, so obviously with CBS Survivor, you know, everything without commercials and such, it's right at, you know, 45 minutes. Um, how does, you know, it being dead on pretty much an hour except for the finale, um, was that better for editing, uh, harder for editing either way? Yeah. I mean, we don't really have any sort of like, um, real rules we're following in terms of how long the episodes need to be. I try to keep them all under an hour. I try to keep them as short as possible um, because I think that people just kind of prefer things to be shorter than longer. Um, but they do kind of, they're all kind of closest to an hour and it does allow us to do more than you can do in the actual show. You know, like you can give, like, I think every character, every person season four, I think is like kind of like a fully fleshed out character. Like, you know, at least a little bit about them on real CBS survivor. There's some people who just like, you don't ever see them really. They don't really do anything at all. So like, that's nice. And it also allows us to add in some of the more like goofier stuff that, especially in like going into this season, right? Like on the face of it, we knew that if you looked at it at a broad scope, it could be kind of boring. Like Dale and these guys, they kind of just run the show. They kind of just Pagong El Norte. It's not the most interesting strategy. So we knew that you have to do some stuff to spice it up. And we knew that the people were entertaining enough that it was maybe worthwhile to include some segments that were just, you know, them like shitting on Matthew, for example, or like when they went to White Castle. Because otherwise, if it was just the pure strategy, the it probably wouldn't be that good. Because there isn't that, there's a lot of episodes where there really isn't that much strategy going on when you really boil it down. So, yeah. So were you on set? or whatever whatever they call it whenever they were filming most of the time so i actually was not for for this season because i originally i had agreed to do season two and that was basically it and then the way the timelines worked out as i was so for season three and four i was not on set really i wasn't really around when it was happening because i was like i don't this is already so much work for season two and then as i was editing season two was when all stars was filmed and I was around for that. I basically was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. Like, I want to do this one also. And as I was doing All-Stars, as we were filming All-Stars, I was like, okay, but basically I want this season to come out because I know this All-Star season is amazing. So I was like, this is like what I want to do. So I basically am going to have to agree to do seasons three and four so that I can get to that one. Because there was basically no plan for how seasons three or four were going to get edited. So I was, and I think both seasons three and four ended up really, really good. But in that moment, I was basically just like, well, I want to edit All-Stars, so I'm gonna just going to have to do the rest, and that's how it's going to go. So that's pretty much how it happened. At the time, 
when they were filming season three and four, there was not like a super strong plan of how it was going to come out. I got you. And the reason I, the reason I asked was, um, <clears throat> you were talking about how if it was just gameplay, it could have got boring. And for me personally, like there was a few stretches of episodes where Tokidoki was just running the game, right? Gameplay wise, it would have been stupid to make any kind of real big moves. Um, but in, in that we kind of see Cooper trying to like poke at them a little bit to try and try and get them to do something because obviously it's, it's like, uh, this is, isn't the most entertaining. I mean, it's yeah. the most strategic move. So I was yeah. just wondering if like, if you were playing into that at all with like trying to poke the bear a little bit to get them to do something. Um, I mean, yeah, I, when they were, um, cause I, I lived with Cooper. So I, even though I wasn't like physically on the set, I was still pretty familiar with what was going on in the game as it's all happening in real time. And I know that just as it was happening, everybody on production was kind of like, oh my God, like, when are they going to like break up when like, this is just so bad. Like when are they going to break up? But in all those people, so Cooper was definitely asking those questions at tribal to like, see if that could ever prompt somebody to, you know, flip on someone. Um, but in like all the Tokidoki people's defense, like what they were doing for the most part made complete sense for them. Like, I think that every one of that Tokidoki six, there's a scenario very easily where they could win the game. So like, by the, why would you keep Jack around? He's not helping you at all. Why would you keep Megan around? Like, they're obviously just not going to help you. And then they would beat you at the end if they survive. So like, it kind of makes sense what they did. They were basically just like, yeah, we're just taking out all these people and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, 100%. It makes sense. It's just, you know. Yeah, there was some poking the bear for sure, though. (laughs) As the people who are having to edit it and put it out for entertainment purposes, I'm sure. I'm sure it was a little aggravating. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of, like, interesting characters this season, and you got to see a lot of the footage, a lot of confessionals and stuff. What were some of your, like, favorite characters from this season? Oh man, that's a hard question because there's there's so many good ones. I mean, I I loved I loved Dale and Shannon, obviously. I think that they were both really entertaining in different ways. Dale's different goofy characters. You know, Dale almost got cast on Real Survivor. Yeah. Um yeah. and I think you can see why, because he's pretty he's good at the game. He's you know, he's athletic, he's he's charming. I would, I would pay money to see Dale on Real Survivor. I they should cast him. I hope he gets oh, on yeah, one day. One hundred percent. Like um, yeah. I haven't watched everything, but at least for me right now, it's Tony and then Dale for like period best survivor players yeah. that I've seen. So yeah, I love Jackson. He was hilarious, like comically evil, just like comic, <laughs> like a, a level of ego that like you're never sure whether it's a joke or so you're never sure. Even in real life, you're never really sure like how much of it is a joke. It's hard to, is I just don't know. And that's what's fun. I'm like, I even like cat, like even though she doesn't like the game and stuff, there's something about someone. Who just like she didn't know what she'd signed up for but she like basically wouldn't quit out of some kind of strange like i think she was like too competitive to actually quit but she hated every second of it complained endlessly it was just all she did was complain like about everything hated didn't want any part of this at all and i just thought it was so funny because you just don't ever see that like <laughs> like i haven't seen that on other survivors someone who just no. hates it and doesn't no. want to be there no, Jeff, Jeff, if it was on CBS Survivor, <laughs> Jeff would talk so much shit to her <laughs> yeah. tried to, and tried to make her quit at that point. I, I am think, curious, like, what that relationship between production and Kat was like. 
it wasn't good. I mean, I'll be real. It was not good. Like basically cat, like when she cheated, got the penalty vote. Part of the issue with like the issue with it was that they had warned her like, cause they, her and Aaron both got cast cause they were kind of entertaining screen presences, but neither really knew what they were get, signing up for. And they both basically were like, okay, why are we doing this essentially? And then, so they're talking about the game. And at first we thought that Kat like didn't know it was breaking rules. So they explained it to her that you shouldn't do this. And then she was basically like, well, I'm going to like do it anyways. Like I don't care. And that's when they gave her the penalty vote. Cause they were like, okay, like you can't do this. And then, yeah. And then production. Yeah. Just in general production had a strained relationship with the season four cast. There were a few challenges that people thought were pretty unfair. And honestly, I kind of side with the cast members on this. Like, there were, I thought the trivia challenge was kind of unfair. Like how would, like, how would they know some of these questions? It doesn't seem fair. Like there was stuff I cut out even to make it look like it was more fair than it was like in the, in the puzzle thing where in that same challenge, Camila and Shannon are doing a puzzle and they have to exchange pieces. Okay. Um, one of them had more pieces than the other one in real life, which is obviously not fair at all. And we had to just cut that out of the show. So the, the like contestants thought the production was like, didn't know what they were doing and like kind of like was was screwy and cat was like the she was the leader of the anti-production train like she was always like this challenge is dumb this is idiotic like this doesn't make any sense like this is terrible production is what they were doing and so production didn't like her and she didn't like them that's basically how it was wow <laughs> i think it's funny <laughs> and i want to yeah. say for the record cat's like really she's really nice in real life she's 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 like great she's hilarious like so i don't have any personal issue there at all but she hated the game and she hated production because they were running the game that she hated. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Well, that's one thing about Kat is that she is who she is. And, you know, there's no denying that, you know, <laughs> but um, no. so I know you get to see a lot of these confessionals and stuff. And then there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make it. What was what was some of the things that just like killed you to have to cut from some of these episodes? That was like, yeah. oh, man. There is some, there is some, a lot. Shannon filmed so much stuff that got cut. She filmed constantly. She had like, well, she had the bread stuff for literally everybody. She also filmed one where she compared everybody in the game to tennis players, which I thought was really funny also, but it was kind of like, you could only get the bread or the tennis. So we couldn't do both. And the best one she had was she called Matthew. She said he was high school tennis. She was like, he thinks he's good shit, but no one has cared about him in years. Like, <laughs> that's what he, she said. She said he's high school tennis. Like, no one's cared about this guy since season one. Like, he thinks he's still important. He's irrelevant. And I thought that was hilarious. And I was sad we had to cut that out. And there were some other, there were some other, what other really good ones were there we had to cut out. There was a lot of people, um, there's a lot of Tom stuff that was really funny that got cut out because he just, he would just go off. He would be like, he had the craziest theories, like, like he Tom thought that the entire game was just those original rooms they started in basically like he thought that it was that the whole game was like his room versus the other room basically so that's how he spoke in terms of everything and he would just be like well yeah obviously they're going to do that because then if I tell them then Camille will tell Jack and Jack will tell them and just goes this insane rant so that was pretty funny there's some of that that was good uh there was also um Shannon also like really like had a I don't know if she had a crush on Jackson, but she thought Jackson was hot. She talked about that a lot. Yeah. And a lot of that got cut out. Um, she talked about that a lot. A lot of that got cut out. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, one one thing I loved was that when Tom got voted out 
and everybody was like, he got voted out with an idol. Why didn't he play it? And then next episode was the reveal that it was a fake idol, that it was Ben's idol that he made. That was brilliant. I love that one. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. So some of that stuff is like, um, is uh, by both necessity and because we we started coming up with basically just creative ideas for how to do it. Because if you just do it straight up, it's just kind of boring. They all vote out Tom. But we were like, wait a second. We could make them. Uh, one of the other guys. Uh, yeah, another guy on the editing team came up with this idea. I, I can't take credit for that one. He was like, don't, dude. What if we don't show them that Elisa found the idol to like episode three and everyone will think Tom is a real idol. And we were like, that's genius. That's all. That'll be hilarious. That's so funny. Yeah, that was really good. So what I speaking of that, my favorite probably that I can remember, probably recent recency bias, but um with Nate not remembering George's name, was that like foreshadowing intentional? Like if so, kudos. Like Yeah, was it was. Phenomenal. It was. Yeah. We always knew because one thing that we definitely I feel like you can do we have because you know how it ends ahead of time. I feel like they should do this more in CBS Fire, but they don't like intentional foreshadowing like that. Cause we knew that it was going to end with Nate, not knowing George's name. And then when I saw he had a confessional where he like was like, yeah, I don't know who George is or whatever. The first time George shows up, I was like, Oh my God, this is perfect. This is too good. This is, this is, you can't script this. This is unreal. And to this day, Nate is like, if you talk to him today, Nate's like, yeah, I lost Survivor because of George. Like I hate the name George. Like I'll never name my kids, George. Like I would have won the game if not for that man's name. Like, I hate George for this reason, because well, he lost me the game. I don't know that he would have won, but... I don't know either, but that's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of that stuff was intentional. A lot of that stuff was intentional, because we knew how it was going to end. So you can slip that stuff in. And if you ever, like, if you ever, like, rewatch it, basically, you'll notice a lot more of that stuff. Like, in episode one, there's a ton of people just saying, like, El Norte is a terrible tribe. Like, they'll probably just lose every challenge. Like, we're just going to get rid of all. Like, they just look awful. And then, basically, El Norte is just a, just a mess of a tribe the whole game. Huh. Okay. So, how much fun, or I feel like it would be fun, but it could, I could also see the difficulties in it. Um, was it, like, coming up with the stories that you wanted to tell for each person, like their own personal edit. Yeah. Um, no, I think it is fun. Like at the beginning of each season, before we start, we have a Google doc where we try and sort we sort of like write out each person and write like a little paragraph on what we want their like story to be, you know, and some of them you like discover along the way. Um, and some of them you have more planned out, right? Like, like Shannon cat, we knew at the beginning, Shannon and Kat hate each other at the end. They're friends. That's a good story. You know, some of the other ones, um, like Ivy, Ivy's one person who I think going into the editing, we didn't necessarily know what Ivy's like story was. And then we basically decided her story was just that her entire thing is that she knows Nate. And that's basically her whole thing. That, that's all she wants. She wants to work with Nate. And that's her deal. Like, that's what she does. Her whole thing builds up to this one move. And then she just messes it up. She, she has her shot, just completely buggles it. So some of them, some of them are more obvious, some are less obvious. But we try to give everybody something, you know? Even the people got voted out early, like Tom. His story's just crazy. It's just a crazy <laughs> man, basically. <laughs> so, uh, were there any other Dale characters that we didn't get to see? Um, the only one that you didn't really get to see is the one that he calls Couch Boy, which was like him eating when he. It was like when he was talking about how he's playing a real Survivor, and like his wife's gone and stuff. Dale, like Couch Boy, is like more it's almost more of an actual alternate identity he has in real life he like 
he like will take photos of himself like on the couch with just like bags of chips and shit and be like couch boy like i can't really it's hard to explain he didn't film a lot where he actually like explained couch boy but that's like a whole thing there's also another one the silver fox which all he did was take a picture of the silver fox was he went to a party which was like retirement themed and he dressed up as a really old man and he got like grayed out his hair and all this and he filmed like it wasn't really a good quality, so we couldn't put it in. But it was like 10 seconds long. And he was just like, the silver fox is outwitting all the kids. Like, uh, we're going to get all these kids off my lawn and win Survivor. And he had like a fake cane. So that was the other one that didn't get in. It was Dale is the silver fox, was what he called himself. Leaning into the old man gimmick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. At the beginning of, so um, you knew about like returning players, which ones were going to return at the beginning of the season. Did you have any idea of like which one did you think would would go the farthest out of uh, Ben and Jack, Eliza and uh, this Matthew? Is a, this is a leading question, Ian. I mean, we, I I think because... everybody thought it was going to be Eliza going into it because I think we all thought she was the most well-rounded player going in. Matthew's the one that surprised that surprised production the most. Like, not that he made it far. But like that, he didn't do anything. It really like genuinely, it surprised like everybody the whole time was like, "What is Matthew doing?" Like on production, because Matthew Israel is like the Survivor super fan, like the super of super fans, you know, obsessed with the show. Like season one, he been you know waiting for a second chance for so long, and the idea that he was just comfortable doing nothing really surprised us. Well, I was surprised by that. Ben, you knew Ben was gonna flame out. Like that was just he had so much baggage. The season three, Eliza was just going to spill all the secrets. Um, so, yeah, I think everyone thought Eliza was going to go the farthest. And then when she found the idol, we were like, holy shit, like, Eliza's going to win the whole game. Like, she found the idol day one. Like, she's going to win. And then obviously she doesn't. <laughs> yeah, we we spoke with Matthew earlier today, and uh, he, he was telling us about a production draft that, um, that happened. Oh, yeah, that always happens. And... Um, he said that he was last, like on the. <laughs> yeah, he was the last one to get picked. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. He, I think he, you know, he was kind of playing for placement. I think, like, yeah. there was there was a lot of jokes that got made in the Star Michigan like friend group and like community about how Matthew didn't make the merge in season one, and everyone thought that was really funny. So I kind of think that once he made the merge, he sort of had this like, he was like, I'll just make you know whatever final four, final five, and I'll feel like fine with that i guess i don't know you know i guess whatever he said is probably what what he actually thinks <laughs> that's how it seemed to me at least yeah it did seem that way like i was i was talking to josh i was like um if he had been on like cbs survivor at that point he was just playing for a higher position to get more money i think yeah exactly exactly so i mean i'm glad he was on the show he was really funny he's a great character really nice guy he's He's obsessed with Survivor. He's, he's great. But, uh, yeah, you'd like to see him have done a little little bit more of the season. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a, just a bit. The returning players in general did not do well on this season at all. They, I think they played the complete wrong way, to be honest. Like, they all were so afraid of being seen as, like, big threats and doing anything that they had no control over the game at all. Like, they should have just seized complete control, I feel like. They were already threats, like. I feel like when they did the swap tribes after Ben went out, Eliza, Jack, and Matthew should have been like, we're running this, we're getting on a tribe together, and we're just taking complete control. That's what they should I feel like that's what they should have done, honestly. That was, that was actually smart. I didn't think about that. 
I am curious though, right? Because at this point, Survivor season one of Survivor Michigan had just aired. Yeah. And um, obviously, the people playing with the returning players would want to know about their season. Yeah. Or what they did. Um, did that kind of conflict with production at all? Because obviously, it hadn't aired at that point and it was kind of major spoilers. Yeah. I mean, the truth is that it's basically impossible to hide spoilers from other people in Survivor Michigan, you know, because they're all friends and stuff. And like, this like the game haunts these people years after they play it, you know, and they're all talk about all the, like every time there's a party, it always devolves into just like drunk people talking about how they could or should have won their season. Like that's just inevitable. So basically like every seat, like, like Matthew, Elisa, Jack and Ben obviously knew everything that had happened on each other's seasons, even if they hadn't come out yet. Right. And so they basically told everybody what, like pretty much everybody who was playing with them, I think had at least a general sense of what Jack, like they knew that Jack had found two idols on season two, for example. They knew how far Lisa went, et cetera, you know? So it really, Matt, like it really, it really wasn't a secret, really, what was happening with any of them, to be honest with you. So, what's the process like picking out uh, people to be on the show? Like the casting process? Mm-hmm. Like, Basic- do, do y'all just like put up a, a thing on club? board place and be like hey come apply <laughs> yeah base basically we put up flyers we put up you know stuff online we put up stuff all over campus a lot of it is referrals from other people you know people have friends who did it you know like anything else on a college campus and then they get them to do it or whatever cat was friends with brady from season three and that's how she wanted she like found out from him so that's why she wanted to do it so that's just kind of how it happens sort of natural word of mouth. And then there's an application process. Um, it gets narrowed down to a certain number of people who get interviews. You know, you have to submit like a fake confessional or something, I think. And then you try to cast, you know, some people that are obsessed with survivors, some people that just seem like funny characters. Um, you know, you want to get a, a nice mix of people. So that's pretty much how it goes. Do they do they have to be actual or Michigan students? Can I yes. apply? Oh. No, you have to be a Michigan student. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You have to be a Michigan student, sadly. So you're telling me that if I didn't uproot my life and live out of my car at the Michigan campus that I couldn't play? I don't know. Maybe if you pretended to be a Michigan student, <laughs> that would just be playing the game so hard. They'd have to cast you that if you were like, if you were like, I live out of my car, but I could pretend to be like, they'll cast anyone if they seem like good TV. Right. So like, like. If they, um, yeah, if you pretend to be a Michigan student, I feel like that's that's how you get cast. Went undercover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just the online student. Okay. I'm cu- I'm curious. Would you ever play any of these types of games, like some of these uh, LRGs or some kind of college survivor or something like that? Um, yeah, that's interesting. I mean. When I was, I've definitely wondered about it because obviously after editing it for so long, you want to know, like, how would you do, you know, I'm really curious. Like, I feel like I could do pretty well, but, um, uh, at least with survivor Michigan, I was more of a behind the scenes kind of guy. Um, I might do it a, a different, like LRG, one of like the weekend ones maybe or something at some point. Um, they do like an online one over the summer with survivor Michigan people. That's just kind of like, they call it like season two and a half and stuff like that over the summer it's all online like on discord and i've done a few of those and those are a little more casual you know but it's a similar sort of thing you still get sort of the sense of it um 
but yeah, I don't know. But it definitely seems like a fun thing to do. All my friends, I'm friends with most of these people and they all talk about what a great time it was. So it would have been nice to do it at some point, but I, I didn't really get a chance to. Yeah, I think you should. I think you should. I played uh, Survivor Buffalo season two. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. And uh, that was fun. It was fun. It was, uh, you know, it was my first time doing anything kind of like actual Survivor related. And it was it it was it was a lot of fun. So I think you would like it. Yeah, I definitely will probably try it out at some point for sure. Uh, We need a Survivor Survivor Michigan production or or something yeah, yes all the producers yeah that'd be that'd be fun just production versus cat one tribe is cat the other tribe is all of production cat <laughs> recruits like a bunch of her rotc friends and they all just refuse to vote at the tribals like they just won't even play the game basically that'd be hilarious cat's <laughs> gotta be the host of it so <laughs> i think cat would be a hilarious host i think she'd be really f- i thought cat as host would be so funny because like people would get voted out of the game she'd announce it she'd be like all right you know with five votes that's enough congratulations now you don't have to play this game anymore like congrats <laughs> to you you've been you're saved you know she would like she would be like happy when people get voted out she would have been like i would love ponderosa and the trip they get to do pre-merge yeah I'm really not sure why she didn't just quit at some point. I think mainly because around the time she like probably wanted to quit, Shannon was like, well, if you can't quit. Like if you quit, that's just bad for me. Like, just don't quit. I just want to win. And Kat was like, that's fine. I'm fine. Just being Shannon's goat. I'm completely fine with that. Yeah. So I think would... she was just playing to, to help Shannon out after at, at a yeah, certain she point. Was. They're still like really good friends today. So like they became pretty good friends through the whole thing. How would y'all have handled it if she did? Like, would there have been still an actual vote out that episode or? Uh, it'd probably be the same way they do it in like CBS Survivor when there's like someone who leaves for medical reasons or something. Like, I think that episode, you'd probably just say, yeah, there's no vote this week. Cat quit the game. And then we'd probably combine that with the next episode. You know, that wouldn't be its own episode if she quit. That would just, you would just like merge it in with whatever episode was next. Try and move on from it. If she quit the game, pretty much nobody would even have noticed except for Shannon. <laughs> Most of them weren't even talking to her. Like, they just didn't see the point in doing so. So what did you think about her speech at the end where she was like, if other people would have actually tried to reach out to me, do you think that she was being honest or do you think she was just trying to Um, make herself look good? Well, I think she definitely, when she got to the end, she did want to, like, you know, prop herself up a little bit and not, like, I actually do think that um, even though on the show she's portrayed as just, like, you know, just kind of hating the game and stuff, I actually think it was interesting what she said in in the finale about how she actually just disliked the whole lying aspect. Like she literally just did not, she actually just didn't like it. Not just like for no reason that she actually did have a reason for disliking it. I wish she had said that earlier on in the show. I think she kind of got to the end and then it was like, you know, I maybe should like, I think she did feel sort of bad that she knew that a lot of the others really cared about it. She knew how it was going to look on like the show. I think she knew that she needed to kind of give some justification for her actions a little bit. Or she was just kind of kind of look like this like kind of i don't know bratty person maybe i don't yeah, know yeah. but i don't really to be honest like her speech at the final travel was kind of bs like yeah like she didn't do any like no she it's not like she is she gonna really be that tight with jackson or something if he had been reaching out to her like i i don't know i i don't know about that i, I think she was trying to propping herself up a bit i don't know i, I can i can agree with that i think i think what were um 
what were some of your your uh, favorite challenges that you had to put together? Um, the challenges are actually my least favorite part to edit. And the reason why is because a lot of the footage is really bad. Sometimes they film at night and it's like impossible to see a lot of, it's just like the part that being college students, we just, they're just, we're just not good at filming the challenges. It's the part of it that is just like in CBS Ferrari, it's like one of the best parts is the challenges in ours. It's probably the worst. Like I try to cut them down as short as possible. Sometimes they're confusing. Sometimes it's like not quite clear to tell what's going on. So I honestly don't like editing the challenges because I just think that it's the worst part of the show. I think it's hard to make them good. A lot of them, I just think are kind of boring. Like other college survivors, I think the challenges are the worst part and boring too. But I really did like editing the uh, Amazing Race one they did in the final episode because I just thought it was cool. Like it was, it was, it was like stuff would change, you know? So it's, you're not just watching the, the same thing for the whole time, right? Like they're doing this thing. Now they're doing this other thing. I thought that was kind of fun. I also liked the one where it ended up with just them sitting around in the room, like debating who to vote off. Cause I thought it was kind of interesting. Like, Oh, this is kind of interesting. You know, like let's see how they're going to settle this. That's another challenge. I agree with the contestants though, that it's kind of poorly designed. Like there's no incentive for anybody to really be doing these riddles. Like <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense, but um, so yeah, that, that was probably my favorite, favorite one to edit was the final one. I thought it was fun. It was yeah. probably, uh, I would agree. I think it was the best one of the season. I mean, the watermelon one was hilarious. Oh, that one was really fun too. That one was really fun to edit too. That one was hilarious. Oh, how did y'all get the uh, the Eric Reichenbach footage when he's like filming at his house? Yeah. So this was all, this was um, one of our producers named Sam. It was his idea. He was on season two. It was his idea. He was like, yo, like we should get Eric to film a confessional. That'd be sick. And he's kind of like, he's kind of buddies with Eric a little bit because they've been messaging back and forth about him coming on the show. And they just messaged Eric and they were like, yo, would you be fine if we came to your house and filmed a confessional with you? He was like, sounds great. Let's do it. Super nice guy. Like Eric's amazing. He was really nice. I can't believe that they got him to come on and just smash his head into water. Like they didn't even tell him what was going on. He comes on to do the most disgusting thing imaginable. Like he was just like, what is happening? <laughs> so props to him for that. Yeah. Eric's pretty cool. What were some of the things like maybe some of the things that like surprised you the most as the season was going along? Um, yeah. Uh, what surprised, what really, I was, I'll say that we were all really surprised by Megan's storyline. Megan was definitely somebody that I feel like production didn't really like see as like being a super important part of the season. Like people just kind of thought she didn't really do a lot. She didn't really do anything like nobody was really like, I don't think any of us really thought Megan was going to be like the fan, one of the fan favorites. And I feel like the fans really like people loved Megan. And like, I didn't realize till I was editing the footage, how much Megan really was kind of like wheeling and dealing. And like, she was playing kind of chaotic, but at times she was like successfully like blowing up certain things to get other things to happen. So I think Megan is the thing that surprised me the most. I was really surprised by how, how uh, good her confessionals were and like how, how fun of a character she was. You know, Dale, like some of the people like Dale, Shannon Jackson, you know, Nate, even like you knew they were characters, like just talking in real life, they're characters, you know, Megan, she's kind of a more, I don't know. She's not like obviously a character when you talk to her in real life. Yeah. So, uh, Camila was another character. There, there has oh, yeah. to be some good footage. Of, oh, Cam of Camila her. was amazing. She was so, she was amazing. She was so funny. She filmed uh, another thing that was really good. I can't, I basically... There was, um, I can't give you the full details because it's kind of, it's private, it's private information, basically. But there was basically a hookup between 
one person and somebody else on production or something that had nothing to do with the game, basically. But Camila had a confessional where she just was roasting these people. Like, they had nothing to do with the game at all. And she was just, like, going in on them, basically. Like, like just, just like, why would he want to get with her? Like, that's just, that's ridiculous. Like, just, like, like saying she just, like, didn't support this at all and thought it was stupid. And I was like, why is she film a confessional about this and submit it? Like, everyone in production is going to watch this. <laughs> so you wanted everybody on production to know her opinion. Yeah. She was like, I'll make sure everybody knows what I think about these two people having kissed. I was like, well, okay, then. <laughs> that is hilarious. So that was funny. She also flirted with Cooper a lot behind the scenes. That didn't always get on the show. <laughs> like, every tribal, she would ask Cooper... Uh, what the next challenge is. She's like, Cooper, when's the swap coming? And he would be like, I can't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What about, um, I, I guess out of all the pre-merge people, uh, who would you more, like want to see the, like come back or something? Some like some of the bigger pre-merge people. Yeah. I mean, I think Camila would be great to see yeah. again. I think she'd be hilarious. I think that uh, I think uh, Adam. I think Adam's got a lot more. I would be down to see Adam again. I think Adam is one of those people who, like, if he played again, he'd play completely differently. Yeah, you know, like he would. He's a super fan, you know. But like, I think after playing once, he would have his head a lot more in the game and yeah. uh, not kind of do a lot, be as crazy as he was. I feel like Camila and Adam are the two I would really want to see again. Not Camila, please, <laughs> not Camila. No. What's your problem with Camila? It was too cringy. Okay, I couldn't stand it. Adam, Adam, I'd be down for, and that's mostly because we actually spoke with him, and he was like, he couldn't really play the game a whole lot because of yeah. like having to work on the weekends or whatever. Yeah. So I, I would, I would like a second chance for Adam. For sure, yeah. Who did, is there? If I could ask you guys, like, who um, from this season do you like most? Would you most want to see in general back on um, the All Stars season? Besides Dale? Yeah, besides Dale. Okay, yeah, so, I guess besides Dale. Okay, because I, I, I've i been, you know, Dale was my number one pick. I was uh, yeah. very much correct. That was, uh, that was, yeah, I was also worried a lot that people weren't, like a lot of the people were huge Shannon fans. So I was like, a lot of people are going to hate this ending. Like they're really going to be bummed uh, out. <laughs> but I was like, but no, but Dustin King, he loves Dale. I was like, every episode he loves Dale. He Like early, like one of your first couple podcasts, you were like, honestly, like, if Dale doesn't win this thing, like I'm out. And I was like, oh yes, this guy's gonna love the ending. There's gonna be one guy who just loves it. Like this is great. I was 100% behind it. Very start. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I would want to see Jackson come back. I would like Jackson. to see Jackson come back. So, and uh, especially after getting to talk to him um, and realizing that we have a lot of similarities. Uh, I would very much enjoy getting to see him play again. <clears throat> I would I would hope that he would uh, be able to fill in his weak points and actually care about the people he's, yeah. he's, playing, <laughs> he's playing with. Yeah. The one thing I will say that we also is interesting to me is that um, so season two, the way the timeline worked out, season two came out when All Stars was being filmed. Okay. So every season after that, so season three and four, We've known what was going to happen on All-Stars the whole time. So there's like even stuff in those seasons that's like foreshadowing or like setting up people's storylines for like future stuff, basically, because we've known where it was like going. 
which is a thing uh, that, that you can't do with like CBS Survivor. I feel like in the same way. Force me to go back and watch all of them. <laughs> so there's some cool. Yeah, there'll be when it's all said and done. I think people will be able to be like, "Whoa, like that was kind of cool that they that they stuck hey, that in there." I know um, Cooper better be coming back. Like, <laughs> no, uh, he is. He's confirmed. Okay. That was the only okay. person. Who's okay. Confirmed. Well, see, yeah. I was I'm, talking to Josh about it. And he was like, "Oh, maybe not." I was, I was like, like, "Listen, that was the this whole season. Cooper's just been like." All right, guys, come in. And then in that confession, is like, oh my, I've been waiting for like two and a half years for yeah. this chance. The funny story, like the only reason why there were more seasons of Survivor Michigan after season one is because Cooper was like, well, I want to play again. So I have to make sure this keeps going. And like, he's like, I, cause the guy who did season one, George, he only planned for it to be like a one season thing. He was graduating and Cooper was like, wait, 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 wait a second. I need to play again. Like we need to keep this going so that I can play again. <laughs> and basically Cooper was like, I'll make seasons. I'll be the host. We'll do seasons two, three, whatever. And then we'll do an all-star season. And it's, this is all just a long, like Cooper's been playing survivor for years. It's all been survivor to Cooper. <laughs> he, everything that's ever happened in survivor <laughs> Michigan was Cooper trying to play survivor again. It was his Ooh. long-term scheme long con with cooper that's wild yeah yeah i was i was watching that and i was like it's, it's a trick it's a trick it's it's just him talking about him hosting and, yeah. and excited for all the other people so i mean i wasn't we do I, do a lot of tricks we definitely yeah. do a lot of tricks but uh that one is was not a trick that was okay. cooper is back um <laughs> for sure <laughs> and i think i think the the people that i would like to see i think obviously dale would be somebody i would love to see jackson shannon camilla adam i think out of those those would probably be the people yeah. that i would be Listen, excited to see i would i would like to see tom back oh i think tom <laughs> would be hilarious tom, he's just funny he's funny to watch i love tom he's hilarious just just for, for that what about from the other seasons josh i i can't i can't speak the only one that i want back from season one is cooper oh i would love to see uh, Sarah X. I would love to see Sam. I would love to see um, Emily Paddock, Doll, Liz, um, well, Cooper, obviously. Yeah. So uh, that's just off the top of my head, people who yeah. I would love to see. There's a lot of good people to choose from. That's the that's the good news. Like basically, yeah. When they the all I I can't really overstate how insane how nuts the the season five is going to be. Like. They all came in and they were all just like, they're all just like so chopping at the bit to just win. Like they're all just like, this is my last, this is my last chance. So I'm just going, I have nothing to lose. Just balls to the walls. Like I'm just going to go bananas and do whatever it takes. <laughs> like, yeah. Like Cooper has a confessional very early on. This is not a spoiler where he says, um, I think this is like in his first confessional. It might be later on in that same video that we put at the end of the, at the end of the thing. He's like, there is not a single line I will not cross. He's like, there is no line I will not cross to win this game. And that oh, went for man. a lot of people. <laughs> I'm excited yeah. to see yeah. a savage Cooper. <laughs> Sounds great. So I feel like with the, the title of the season, um, it implies that it's no returning winners. Um, would I be correct in that assumption? If you can uh, say. I, 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 I cannot confirm nor deny at this time, but obviously the title does have a role in the thing. So I can't, yeah, I, I, I can't confirm or deny at this time. I'm sworn to secrecy. They'll, they'll, they'll kill me. You know, the higher ups will like, they'll, 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 they have a sniper on me right now. They'll kill me if I say too much. 
fair enough. Fair enough. I understand. I understand. Yes, yeah, so I thought I heard a, a wiretap in the yeah. on the stream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So obviously that was your last one, or this is the last one you're going to be editing, or that you're going to be a part of. Have they already like set up the new generation of people who will be taking over? Yeah, they have. Um, they went surreal for you. They went on to do more seasons after us, and uh, there's a kind of a whole second team of people that's doing it. Like I'm, I basically, if they want, you know, any help or whatever, you know, I've, we've given them all the process, all the ways we did it and stuff. But like, so basically, if they like, you know, want to ask questions about how we did it, or whatever, I'm I'm there to help them. But uh, for the most part, that's kind of their whole thing, and I don't really know a ton about. Like, I know who's doing it and who's running it, but I don't really know the day to days of what their plans are for uh like season season six onwards um yeah because eventually you know i grad i graduated michigan like last year so like i gotta wrap this up at some point like i can't be editing college survivor forever <laughs> but uh i said i would go through all stars that's what i like said i would do that's why that's like sort of i sort of see it as like one the first like it's a whole story of like the first five seasons so i was like i want to see this through and bring this to its own kind of conclusion um yeah, it's sort of like how like like the last Avengers movie, you know, it was sort of like the end of their whole thing, but they're still doing like more movies. It's kind of like that. I got you. Is that you feel any kind of sadness? Bittersweet. Yeah, I think I think it will be very bittersweet because I've been doing it for so long now that like it'll be really strange to edit like the last the, when I finish All Stars. I think it'll it will be kind of sad. I'll be kind of like, damn, like this was a really cool thing that we all did. It's, and uh, yeah. But also, I know there's so much so much work to get to do before that happens. But yeah, when I finished season four, actually, it was the first because when I finished season two, I, I felt the biggest weight off my shoulders ever because it was such a crunch. Like I had to get the finale done like the day it was coming out. It was freaking me out. I felt a huge weight for source at that point. Finished season three, like kind of similar. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I finished this because it always seemed so far away. I had so many more to do. It never seemed close. When I finished season four, it was like, oh damn like we're like in it now there's only one i only have one more like i'm actually gonna finish this we are in the end game yeah (laughs) so i think it will be i think i will be kind of emotional when i when i finish it it'll be it'll be a little sad but also nothing lasts forever so you know all good things have to come to an end and i'll be excited to see what they i'll be excited to just watch it the future seasons without really knowing what's going on was there any particular episode that was your favorite for season four yeah i have a favorite and a least favorite actually Ah. um so my least favorite is the merge episode where jack gets voted out i thought that's the only one where i really thought that episode it never quite got i don't feel like it quite came together in the right way i don't know it was like you had to set up a lot of the post-merge stuff you had to kind of wrap up jack's whole thing and it was just kind of like there wasn't a great way to really make it seem like it wasn't just going to be Jack versus a lot of the other ones. There was better fake outs that we could do. And I don't know, that one just didn't, it was a little too long. I wish I could have gotten it shorter. I wish I could have gotten it under an hour. So that was my least favorite. My favorite episode was probably the uh, um, one where Jackson got voted out because, you know, there's a lot of survivor episodes with his crazy blind sides, right? Like the Ben vote kind of a crazy blind side, you know, even like the one where Ivy goes home is like, that's a crazy episode, but it's still like, you've seen that a lot of times, like that, like the big move that doesn't work out the whole thing with like drunk Dale talking to Shan, like the conversation between Shannon and Dale and then between Shannon and Kat, I was like, 
I have not seen this on a lot of other Survivor. Like, this is a very unique sort of thing here where, like, Dale and Sham is having one of the most honest conversations I've ever seen in this game, in one of these games, where he's literally just saying to her, like, well, I should take you out because you can't beat, like, they don't, that doesn't happen. People don't talk that honestly with each other. So I just thought that was, like, really interesting. Um, just a really interesting story. And Jackson going out is just hilarious. Like, till the very end, he's just like, I'm running this fucking game, man. Like, <laughs> um, the very last confessional Jack had on the, Jackson had on the season, which I was very intentional, was uh, basically Jack, there's a whole segment where Jackson goes over his whole plan. You know, he talks to Nate. He tells Nate his vote doesn't matter. He talks to Matthew. He's getting it all set up. It's all ready to go. And his, the last confessional, he's like, yeah, like, it's all going perfectly because I'm running this fucking game. And I just thought that was the best note to end in Jackson. You don't even see in the rest of the episode. The next like 10 minutes is just all Shannon, Dale, Shannon, and Kat. And so that was my favorite episode. Yeah. It had the and, Godfather. It had yeah. the Godfather too. Uh, that was, that was uh, so awesome. <clears throat> Dapper Dale was probably my favorite Dale. <laughs> oh, diaper Dale. I diaper. felt for him. I felt bad for him. He, he was so ready to just, Did I he, almost he, wish it had been a, I think he would have literally just taken a shit if it had been, like a hand on a heart idol. He was going to like, I almost wish it had been that. Cause that would have been great TV. Like, he was, he was literally going to just literally like an hour in purposely just take a shit on purpose. That was his plan. Do you know if he was actually wearing a doctor? Yeah. He was. I'm pretty sure he was. I thought he wasn't. I actually thought that he wasn't. I thought that he took it off once he felt like, I thought he went to the bathroom and took it off when he realized it wasn't. A, like hands on the heart idol challenge like before he started but then in one of our group chats the other day he said that he was wearing a diaper the whole time and it made it hard for him to run <laughs> so maybe oh, he was man. really wearing it it sounds like he was he said he had some chafing afterwards it's not great <laughs> and i noticed when cooper was snuffing out jackson's torch he was like really digging it in so actually the funny story about that that was kind of a bit of an editing trick because i thought basically what happened was jackson's torch wouldn't go out Cooper put it on and took it off like three times and it wouldn't go out and everyone was laughing. And so Cooper eventually put it on and just like really had to shove it around. And so I just only included that part though, because it made it look like he was like really happy to like yeah. snuff Jackson's torch. I thought it was funny, but in reality it was because he was trying to put it out and just wouldn't go out. Like he put it down and then took it back up. And I think Jackson was like, Oh, so I get to stay like, Oh great. Like or something like that, you know? Of course. But, yeah. Of course yeah. he would make that joke. <laughs> I would make that joke. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's some foreshadowing to Jackson coming back and winning. I don't know. I don't know. One thing I wish I had done, I will say that I, I thought of after the fact was I wish when Jackson had gotten voted out, I had put on Jackson's thing, Jackson 0-1 at Survivor. I wish I, oh, <laughs> I That would have been good. Yeah, I thought of that like, like a few weeks ago, and I wish I had done that. I was like, damn, that would have been a really funny thing to do. Listen, it can be on the Blu-ray release. Yeah, the director's cut. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I loved all the, I guess, the lower thirds or whatever, because there was one the with Cat who was the, the new Nate. And it was like... Uh, oh, that was also one of my favorite jokes. It was just that, that, that like, the whole time is Ivy said new Nate, right? And then when yeah. Ivy got voted off, Nate said, you know, new Ivy, whatever. And then I was yeah. like, that all built up to the dumbest pun of all time, where it was like, oh, you're the new Nate cat. I was like, this is so stupid, but I think this is funny, so I'm putting this in. Like, basically, yeah. 
I think one of my favorite ones, of course, would have to be during that reward challenge where you're like Cooper's on screen and he's like, you know, uh, they got a retweet on Facebook and then on Twitter and oh, then yeah. bam, pops up survivor analyst. I was yeah. Like, that's cause, well, cause I figured it's like, you know, it's like, uh, what, is, what is the right way to do it? It's like, oh, this is going to sound weird. I don't, I, I, there's a better way of phrases, but it's like, you tickle me, I tickle you, you know, it's like, it's like, I like you. I saw you, you scratch guys. Scratch my back. I'll scratch. Exactly. Scratching your back. Yeah. I saw you. I was like, oh, these guys, I did not know who you guys were. I saw you guys started tweeting about Survivor Michigan. So I started listening to your thing. And I was like, oh, like these guys are promoting us. Like, this is great. I love these guys. They're hilarious. I'll promote them. I'll, I'll give them a little shout out in the thing. Maybe more people will listen to their podcast. Like I wanted to go up to like, you know, 25, 30 people instead of like 20, <laughs> like you said, because I thought, yeah. So uh, I hope that you guys got some more listeners from that. I don't know if you did, but. Sometimes I I'm on the Twitter account too, and I've, I've retweeted your your thing a few times on the Survivor Michigan Twitter. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I was like, yeah, this is great. They're promoting us. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I promote these guys? These guys are funny. Preach, ate that dog. I do. I, I'll say this is that because what we were what we were doing is after winner at winners at war at wars we were we figuring out like what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And we were just doing recaps of like old survivors like we did um hhh and we did yeah. token chains and then after that i was like I, I was like man like this this is kind of boring let's like and i want and i knew i was going to watch survivor michigan because i originally watched season three because i knew uh oh, okay. and austin okay. because yeah. of survivor buffalo. buffalo i understand and, yeah and i was like i gotta watch and so i loved this i was like oh man i love survivor michigan so i knew i was gonna watch it and i was like why don't we just instead of going back and watching you know sur- you know old survivors let's yeah. go and let's let's cover survivor michigan i was like i'm gonna be watching it anyways it'd be something fun to do and i really wanted to kind of help promote survivor michigan and put it out because i i love the show you guys put a lot of work into it and uh i was like well dustin let's let's watch it yeah thanks i'm really glad you did honestly yeah i'm thank you i'm glad you like the show dustin actually i have a question for you one thing i thought was interesting um this is like the first college survivor you watched right yeah um so i one thing i thought in the first couple episodes of you guys podcast about Star michigan you had a lot of interesting takes because like I'm so used to college star at this point that I forget some of the stuff. You had some of the same stuff I was saying earlier. You're like, well, like, why do they have phones, you know? And like, they're allowed to talk to you and find other people's idols, all this kind of stuff. So like, I guess my question for you is how do you feel about, do you like the whole sort of college survivor format? You know, do you like it? Do you think like it's not as good as the real show? And I don't know. I, I think it was really interesting because a lot um, of the people who watch this stuff, they've watched, you know, they're like all college survivor fans. They watch, you know, all star Maryland, whatever. So you don't get as many people who haven't seen other ones. Yeah, I definitely, um, I don't think I prefer the, the, not so much. I don't prefer the college um, format. Uh, I don't prefer the, the intertribe mingling. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. Like it's, it adds a very nice, possible twist twisty kind of uh feel to it um but i i also think that um that kind of stuff should just be left for merge i don't know yeah so overall though i can see that overall um 
uh, I can definitely see the passion and the heart that y'all put into the thing. And so that, that bled through uh, for me enjoying it. Um, and also it, it helped that the cast was phenomenal. Yeah. They, if the cast wasn't as good, I feel like this would be a much worse season. Like with this, the way the votes shook out and stuff, but like basically all the people were just really entertaining, you know, like even compared to other Spider Michigan seasons, I think this was the best cast in terms of their like entertainment value. Cause there's usually at least one or two people who really aren't that fun to watch. They're kind of boring, but in this season, even like the goats like cat are still pretty funny. Like they're, they're still entertaining. Versus sometimes those kinds of people are just kind of, there's like a couple people just kind of getting dragged along and they're kind of boring to watch. Yeah. So. so fun fact, fun fact. Um, you're talking about, you know, listening to us and all that. Um, Josh, um, Josh almost uh, decided to nix us doing Survivor Michigan. Oh, really? He thought yes. that my takes were too hot. And I was, was afraid of hurting people's feelings. Oh no, that's why I love dude. I that's I that's part of why I liked your guys' show so much was because some of the other podcasts and stuff, like like we have one, they like Sam and like Sarah Z run one, like keep your torch lit, but no one's ever gonna say anything. Like they're <laughs> never gonna criticize the show. They're never gonna like criticize anybody too harshly because they know all the people, you know. They're like too nice. Like I really like that you guys were like separated enough from it that you felt completely comfortable just like shitting on the show, <laughs> shitting on the people on it. I was like, this is great. This is like this is like an actual like review, you know. It felt more honest than a lot of the other ones. That honestly, I thought that made it even better. I was like, oh dude, this is hilarious. Like this is some yeah, I don't know. That made it. I thought that made it better. Honestly, like if you guys do it again for for like all stars, like I would say like do not do not like lean away from the hot takes like i love hearing the hot <laughs> takes you know Thank you. yeah i was you so i was that. so nervous because <laughs> he was like like they're filming on crappy phones and crappy laptops <laughs> and i'm like like that's what this that's what this is that's what was funny that's what i thought was funny i was like he's criticizing all the stuff that like you would criticize if you were like what the fuck is this? Like, like, what is this actually? Like, this is like college surf. Like, what, what am I watching? I thought that was funny. Like, they're all have phones. Like, they all have the, the footage is crap. Like, that's the one thing. I wish that the footage could be better, but it's it's just so hard to get people to film it well. I wish some of the footage I really wish could be better. I was interested because um, I was kind of thinking like once they saw season one and saw how things were added, I was wondering if any of the contestants kind of adjusted how they were doing confessionals and stuff. So that it would, you would think you would think maybe, but the truth is that people are lazy and they're just going to like put it, the phone in front of them and do whatever they have, you know, like it kind of is what it is a little bit. You would so, think that people would be better about it, but some of yeah. people were, some people had perfectly fine stuff, but uh, are most of the confessionals filmed on like a phone or a laptop or something? Yeah, honestly, the phones are better than the laptops. The okay. laptop cameras are much worse in my from what it, like Dale filmed most of his on a on his uh, computer, and that like looks worse than some of the other ones like Ivy or like Nate filmed theirs on their phones. And those ones look better for some reason. Maybe some of them just had nicer phones. Like I don't know. <clears throat> Survivor Michigan should have provided everybody with the iPhone. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely in our budget for sure. <laughs> be able to buy phones for every member of the cast for the next season i am curious now that you bring that up if you can talk specifics what like where from did y'all get like the money to kind of supply everything that you needed 
yeah obviously so, a lot of things were you know it's a pretty cups. small budget i think the budget was in totality like 200 dollars, and i think that we're there's a there's a fee for the players everybody has to pitch in like 15 bucks or something like that so i think it's like 15 dollars a player and then i think all the producers probably i think they pitch in 50, 10 or 15 bucks too each and then that's pretty much where it comes from it's basically just like collecting dues for like a college org or something like if you were like a, a frat or a club or something like that's pretty much where all the money comes from this season we spent pretty much the entire budget on the watermelons <laughs> yeah will will from season three went to buy the watermelons he came back and he was like yeah i bought like 15 watermelons and uh and uh that cost like 150 bucks so that was basically oh, our whole budget God. for the rest of the season like that was yeah and everything else was like all right gonna be cups and like paper plates because that's all we can afford yeah if y'all had better quality and the buffs uh, stuff, the- you would yeah you would have gotten uh jackson might have won that challenge <laughs> oh yeah another thing that i will say is i have a big bone to pick with whoever on production decided on the color of the merge buff because i thought it was disgusting it was such a gross color like i was like the tokidoki and el norte like uh you know the titles and stuff they looked so nice they're such nice looking colors and then i had to change everything to this like shrek swamp looking like green color and i was like this just looks so much worse than like the 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 nicer tote like the light blue or whatever the other colors were like why did anyone want this to be the color it's not green man <laughs> yeah that's what it, i was like this is a horrifically ugly color um so near the end of the latter episodes the it came out that nate was kind of like the reason or at least the cat always framed it that way was the reason that all the challenges and stuff oh yeah ended up being at at night was that true yeah that's 100 true (laughs) that that actually i also kind of agree with nate that like basically i think that somebody on production also got sick of the challenges being so late and basically like let that slip like on accident in front of everybody like basically hoping nate would get voted out maybe and then they wouldn't have to be up as late essentially like i think that that is literally what happened and then luckily like because that would have been really unfair if nate actually got voted out because of that luckily everyone else in the game was not going to do that and didn't want to do that but that was the truth nate had theater rehearsals late at night so everything had to be at like midnight which was another reason cat hated the game i feel like if the game was a more reasonable hour maybe cat wouldn't have hated this much she was like why i cannot stand doing this at like midnight that is insane that's so yeah, that was 100 true. That's fair. No, 100%. As soon as I heard that, I was like, please vote Nate out. <laughs> I, was, please. I think I might have if I was on. Like, I think it's not illegitimate. It's it's bad that production told her that. But if I was in that and I found out that Nate was completely responsible, I'd be like, you know, maybe we should just get rid of him. All of challenges like 8 p.m. instead of midnight. Yes. And like, and it was purely from, and, and it would have it would have sucked for Nate. And right there at the end, I, I kind of felt myself rooting for Nate a little bit. Um, uh, I was rooting so, for him too. You gotta love the underdog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and- um, but I was also like, I really want to be able to see what is happening in the fucking challenges if they're yeah. outside. Yeah. For what? If Nate had been in the final four, for one thing, that would have been at night. That like that would have, and I'm so glad that wasn't the case because that challenge would have been impossible. Like you would have not. It, the footage would have been horrible. Like you notice the first challenge that takes place in the day in like the entire game was after Nate gets voted out. So it was literally real. Like this is real that we had to do everything at night because of Nate. But um yeah, <laughs> I haven't really even thought of that. that but yeah, that would have been a night. Yeah. 
Nate, also, there's something to me just, it was just so funny that everyone else was so horrible at puzzles. Like, I don't even know if Nate was really even that good or just that he was like competent and everybody else was horrific at them. Like, I genuinely, I don't even know. Yeah, like, that was very curious too because there was a lot of them, like the musical teasers one where they was just like, ah, they're, they're deemed impossible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, the riddles. Yeah. Can you remember what they were? No, I tried. I tried to find them. They're not on our Google Drive. Like, I have no idea what they were. I, I'm as curious as you are. I honestly would love to know because I don't really understand. I think it was partially that they were hard and also that everyone realized there was no incentive to try and solve them anyways because you had to press the button and whoever pressed the button is probably just going to lose because they're not going to get back in time. So, like, there's really no incentive to ever press the button. So, like, yeah. they were like, well, why am I bothering looking at these rails? I'm just not going to bother. Yeah. One thing about Nate that I love. He could have gave, always... like, tokens for safety or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with Nate, he Sorry. was always expressional. He was always, you know, like, if he was sad, you could tell it. If he was happy, you could tell it. And I, yeah. I loved when you. I love uh, Nate. Nate's hilarious. I loved it when you, like, zoomed in. He was like. Hello, darkness, my friend. <laughs> and it was just... Yeah, something I started doing with this season was giving people little, like, theme music. Like, Dale has that, like, cowboy music, sort of. And then Shannon has one where she's... The music that she... That is when she's, like, shitting on people is always kind of the same music. And Nate's sort of accidentally became, like, the uh, sound of silence. Just because it sort of fit, like... It sort of fit him for some reason. Like, he's kind of this lone wolf in the game. Everything that ever happens to him is just bad. Nothing good ever happens to this guy in the game, like ever. It's not like, except for when he wins immunities. Besides that, like he tries to vote out Jack or whatever, gets blindsided by everybody. And he's now the only, like, didn't know what's going on at all. Like if I could go back, I'd probably add the hell of darkness to that part also. When they <laughs> realize that everyone blindsides him. That's and true. then everything else that happens to him is just bad. No one tells him anything. He didn't vote correctly. I think pretty much the entire season. He voted wrong at almost every single tribal. No one ever told him what the hell was going on. He had no idea what was happening ever. He always, he was just luckily winning a few immunities and had Ivy around to like make sure it wasn't him. And then, yeah, and then he just can't Jackson, remember this dude's just name. Being like, yeah, your vote doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 didn't, it didn't matter. It's just unreal. Just unreal. Theories, was, theories with Nate was really good. That was a. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was funny too. Yeah, it was great too. Yeah. And then Nate realizes he's like, oh my God, I've been eating too. Oh no. <laughs> I played oh, myself. No. I played myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Let me see. The footage, footage not found. That was funny too. I love that. Oh yeah, yeah. That was good. That was good. <laughs> just, they just cat just isn't me to get that one. Just she literally <laughs> says just watch Shannon do it. <laughs> you don't super- see that often. Like usually there are goats, I feel like who like low key are just kind of playing for someone else to win, but they never admit it. They never just outright say like, Oh yeah, I just like want Tony to win or whoever it is, you know, but like cash is like, yeah, I want Shannon to win. I don't care. I don't care about this game. (laughs) (laughs) It hurts me. I was honestly surprised that y'all gave her some of the screen time and also actually showed her squirrels Instagram account. Yeah. I thought I'd throw her a bone, honestly, like, I thought it was kind of funny. She's been talking about squirrels the whole season. And then I was like, you know what? Let's throw her a bug. Maybe, maybe some people will follow her Instagram account. Like, if that's all she wanted out of the show, let's give it to her. Why not? It's kind of funny. It doesn't take a lot of time out of the show to show that. 
Yeah. So the thing is, even though she hated the game, she filmed a lot of videos. So like she had good content. Yeah. Most of it was just her shitting on production, but she (laughs) had a lot of videos. (laughs) I will say, I will say, um, I thought about this earlier, going back to what uh, Josh almost decided to not do Survivor Michigan. Um, uh, like I didn't feel that nervousness about like caring if people like gave a shit whether or not I was talking shit about them until like the reality of possible interviews and exit interviews started to become a thing because going into it, you know, yeah. that wasn't that yeah, wasn't you're like something. it's just another show you're watching. You're like I don't yeah. know anybody. Like what do I care? Yeah. yeah, this this isn't something you know we're we're not that big. They're not going to respond to us. But then we was like, you know, I'll give it a shot. And then from then on, I was like, you know, we're probably going to try and talk to these people later. I really hope that they don't hate me. And get well, I, think, out. <laughs> I, I think that the, the only comments that really bother people are the ones where they're like, you know, like, like on the, one of the YouTube comments, there was somebody who was saying like that Dale is, you know, like, oh, like horrible misogynist or like, like homophobic or something like that. And I was just like that. I mean, that's just, it, he just wasn't, he's not any of those things. Like we all know him. He's a really nice guy. You know, it's like that kind of stuff is like, you can say, Oh, I hate Dale's game. You know, I hate what he's doing. Like what you were saying, you know, you're like, I can't stand when people like don't do anything. I don't like Shan's emotional game, whatever. That's, I have no, that's fantastic. I love to hear that. Criticize the game, what people do in it as much as you want is more just when people are like, or if, if one of them doesn't, it's like justifiable to be mad at them about that's more fair. But some of the, some people online, it's like, ultimately these people, like the people on Survivor Michigan, they are just like regular people, you know, like they're, they're all reading these. I know they all read the YouTube comments, you know, it's not like that. It's the separation between you and this, and the person on Survivor Michigan is less than like somebody on real CBS Survivor. So I feel bad when they get like character attacks that aren't actually like fair being called like a misogynist or something like that. I'm curious though, I wish I've never called Dell misogynist or anything like that, but and obviously, I was pulling for him, but I did. Um, there's a, just a wee lot, maybe, of like possible emotional manipulation going on between him and Shannon. Yeah, I was, just, I was curious about your take on that because that's probably the closest. Yeah, I've gotten to my take on that is that it's kind of complicated. Like, on one hand, it definitely is sort of the case, right? And I think that you could probably fairly criticize that, maybe. On the other hand, like, isn't that kind of the game? Like, what is he supposed to be doing at Final Four other than Duke? Like, some people were like, oh, like, Dale, you know, is being a hypocrite because, like, he's, like, telling Shannon that he might not vote for her if he's on the jury, but, like, he was criticizing Nate for doing that. It's like, I mean, yeah, but what else is he supposed to, what else is he supposed to do other than, like, basically say, oh, we're friends, you got to take me to the end, whatever. So, like, I don't think that he did anything that was, like, he never said to her, like, we're not going to be friends if you do this to me. Yeah, he, I don't think he uh, ever said anything. To, yeah, yeah, he never, like, said anything to her that was, like, you know, like, I would feel like outside of the bounds of the of the game, really. It was more just kind of, it was subtler, you know, because he's still a smart guy, right? Like, it was always very subtle. Like, he kind of knew how to emotionally manipulate Shannon. But that's part of the, like, ultimately, that is part of Survivor. Like, a lot of people emotionally manipulate other people on Survivor. Like, I don't know. If, if that... It is kind of gross in a certain way, but I think that is sort of part of it's part of the game. I don't know. It's a little nasty though. I I kind of it's it's a difficult question. I don't know where I stand on that. There's some Shannon and Dale stuff that I 
cut out because there were certain things both of them said that I thought were just like not that I thought made it the relation. It, it was like it was like a little too personal. Like it, it sort of was like you don't really want to hear this on the show, you know. Um, I guess I was but, just curious. I was yeah, just, no, I think that's like, maybe a fair criticism. I don't know. It's complicated. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where that line's at either, right? Because at the end of the day, it is just a game. But with how emotionally invested Shannon got. Yeah, it's tough because it doesn't, I like, I by the end, it doesn't feel like a game. Like, these people have done this for, like, months, right? Not, like, to, not to Jackson, apparently. <laughs> some people, some people, some people, right? Like, people like Jackson, they're like, you know, they get voted out, no skin off their back, whatever, you know, like. He, although I'm sure Jackson actually, he thought like, all about how he could have gotten voted out, but like it doesn't really bother him in like on a really serious way. But like people like Shannon, like, and there's other people in Sarah, Michigan in previous seasons. That was sort of what I thought was interesting about going flashing back to the end of season one, which you obviously haven't seen, Dustin. But basically, it's a semi, sort of similar situation where people basically at Final Four, they got like too emotionally into the game and no longer could really see what they needed to do, basically, because they were like too worried about the emotions of it. And that's something that just happens in College Survivor. I, it's it's hard to explain, I think, unless you've really experienced it or watched people experience it, like I have. But I, by that point, it doesn't feel like a game to Shannon. Like it feels like she will be betraying Dale or something like that. And part of it also, if she disliked Matthew less, she would have voted out Dale. Also, I genuinely believe, like a huge part of it was that like she would rather lose to Dale a thousand times than there be even a one percent chance that she would lose to Matthew. Like the idea that she could lose to Matthew in any yeah. conceivable universe was like, it's like, I, it's like she, that, that would have been the worst of all scenarios. And she, that's where Dale really did a good job of being like, yo, Matthew might be able to win because he knew how much Shannon just could not stand back. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I was thinking too. When we were talking about it, like why, why did Shannon vote out Matthew? And I was like, well, I think part of it was, is that she didn't want to risk actually possibly losing to Matthew, even though I don't, she would, she would have, oh, she would have destroyed him. She yeah. would have probably gotten every single vote. I don't 100%. think Matthew gets a single vote, but, but from their point of view, both her and Dale, like Dale didn't really think Matthew would win much less than he let on, but he still kind of thought there were like, they weren't sure, you know, like you let a returning player get to the very end. Like they knew Matthew hadn't done anything, but like, Jack, you know, is a returning player. Jack's been on the jury the whole time. Like if Jack's pulling for Matthew, maybe he has a lot of the jury convinced that Matthew is like actually played a really good game and, you know, like did all this on purpose or something. Like, I, I think they were a little concerned about it and it's harder for us to see it as the audience because we know that Matthew's an absolute dunk, you know? <laughs> true yeah, one yeah, one thing true. I always thought was hilarious is, when the jury comes in and they got like <laughs> six packs with them and they're over there like, drinking. oh yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> Freaking Jack walked in with a fifth of something. It's because once, once you're on the jury, like you don't give a fuck. Like they're, they just like, well, they're just like, they're just done with it. They're all drinking at final tribal too. They just are hiding it because it was in the classroom. So they all have it like under the desks and stuff, but yeah, they're all hammered. Like, I'm sure I think Nate was probably drunk when he asked if they, oh, they, uh, they all ride in Dale's <laughs> cock, you know? Like, dang it. Dang it, Ian. I, I didn't let Josh say that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Josh was already talking about tiddlywinks. God. Yeah. Do you know what that is? I don't know what that is. Thank oh, you. man. Thank you. It's like an old timey game. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I didn't. This right now. 
I hope I did not just invent that in my no, head. No, no, that is real. I don't. <laughs> I feel like I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is off the top of my head. Okay. Were you as, as surprised as I was that no one knew how to make a paper airplane? I was. Yeah, I was this, so surprised by that. This is what Tiddlywinks looks like. What is that? It's like little disc that you try to like fling into a cup or something like. Yeah, I couldn't uh, believe none of them knew how to make a paper airplane. They all teamed up on Nate, and he still should have won the challenge. He was ahead by so much. Like, he just had to sit there for, like, he just he was ahead by, like, I think 15 minutes or so. Like, he was ahead by a lot. And then he just sat, had to sit there for, like, 10 minutes and just watch, like, um, Dale just win. Just hilarious. Yeah, and it was when... Uh, hilarious? Uh, Matthew had you to... You are a very oh, cruel man. To be honest, I actually also, like... I don't think Matthew should have been allowed to tell Dell the answer. That's another thing. I actually don't understand why that was allowed. I don't agree with like I don't agree with that decision. I don't think that should have been allowed. But then it would have been funny because they both would have just been sitting there and neither of them would have known. Yeah. <laughs> How are you gonna laugh at Nate's physical, emotional? State? Oh no, it's it is painful. Like I felt for Nate. I. <laughs> the other thing that's interesting, like as the editor, it's a little bit like being like a writer, a little bit like you start to become invested in every different person, you know, like it's like, I want Dale to win and I want Shannon to win. Like, and I like want Nate to win. I feel bad for Nate too. And like, you feel for, cause you've been watching all these people's videos and everything. You kind of really see it from every different person's point of view. Um, um I will say real fast uh, about uh, Matthew giving Dale the answer. I don't know why they were just so open about it. I would have just been like, you know, let's walk out into the hallway, do another challenge, and be like, it's George. And then, you know, did the challenge. Oh, yeah. It would have been easy to do that, too, probably. Yeah. That's how it was. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And it was only a two-minute penalty, too. I was just like. That's eh. nothing. That's, and the challenge has been going on for, like, <laughs> like over an hour. That's nothing. So, uh, I feel like maybe that producer, like, just wanted Dale to win. Like, I honestly don't know. Maybe they didn't like Nate. Maybe they wanted to go to bed and wanted Nate out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't knew know. the next challenge would be at nighttime if he stayed. Yeah. An amazing oh. race at night would have been tough. And sucked. So I'm glad we didn't have to do that. Yeah. I don't know. Is there any good, like, because Matthew told us in that episode one where uh, it was the amateur homicide detective. It was the, like the callback to season uh -huh. one. Yeah. And it was like, oh, he just missed it by an hour because one hour earlier, yeah. they all come out there and found it. And Matthew was like, nah, actually, that was like a week or something. Oh, yes. The reason why there is some stuff like that, like very minor stuff. The reason why is because it was like we weren't going to show a lot about people looking for the idols after they already found it. So it was like if it would be like week two or three to show like Matthew pointlessly looking for the idol, it was like, it's less impactful than if you put it. Uh, I just wanted to do that amateur homicide detective thing. Cause it was a callback to the original amateur homicide yeah. detective. Basically. Um, I'm trying to think there's anything. The other one is Jackson. Jackson found his advantage the same night. Dale found the second idol. I'm pretty sure. But that episode was already so long. Like episode um, seven was already so long and episode eight didn't really have a lot going on with it. So I was like, we can put this Jackson advantage thing in the next episode um, because it doesn't really change anything if he finds it like next week, you know, um, just to make this episode shorter. Cause it was also confusing. Like it was confusing as an to, for the audience for them to be trying to follow 
Jackson's like the different clues he has to find versus like the clues to the idol. It was really confusing. I was like, we got to separate these two things or people are going to be really confused. Wait. So when we were talking to Jackson specifically about that, he said that, I don't know who came up with the clues. I don't remember if you said you did or somebody else did, but that they just um, put, put like into Google or something and just got like an air view to come up with oh yeah yeah no i completely agree with jackson the clues are really bad they were really bad i he's completely right that's why i included all like that's why i included that in there when he was shitting on it because i was like (laughs) honestly i agree with him like that's not a spire at all like it it said it was one of them said it was by a tree it just wasn't by a tree like if i was jackson i would be as annoyed like he spent so long looking for it in places that it just wasn't because the clue told him it was in the wrong place like what is that that is that is bad prediction like I think a part of doing a college driver is like we got to be open about when we mess up, you know, because we're gonna mess up. We're college students. We're not doing this professionally. We're learning. That was a mess up. Like the clues should lead. You should go and look at where the clue actually looks like when we hide stuff. You shouldn't write the clues based on a Google map. That's a bad idea. Uh, Jackson's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, so uh, no, wait, no more stuff is flowing now. I got oh, okay. out of my head. Uh, last thing at least for me um do you obviously you're in your career field at this point um have did you use your work on survivor michigan as like a portfolio yes yes it's a really big thing for my resume it has helped me get jobs um so yeah definitely it's uh it's been very good it's definitely been very good for my career um yeah and so i'm hoping like yeah, I'm hoping to keep using it. You know, like like I'd love to, I'd love to edit like real Survivor. That'd be amazing. So oh, I don't know. We'll do, see. I need it in. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mostly just to give people on the podcast. I don't really care about the show. Yeah. Well, you can um, put in a good word for me then. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. So yeah, it has definitely been good, good for my career, which is the main reason I originally agreed to do it. Like before knowing anything at all about Survivor or anything, I was like. This sounds like something that I feel like would be just good experience, you know. If I'm, if I'm trying to go into this, how many people can really, you know, say they edited whole seasons of whatever when they were in college? So, so does your current employer? Um, they they've already seen uh, season five. They got <laughs> no, spoilers. No, no, they don't. They don't know anything. Yeah, they don't know anything. I gotta edit it first, but no, no, no one knows it. My family does. I, my family doesn't. My, my dad was like begging me, like who, <laughs> who's coming back. I was like, no, 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 I can't tell you anything. Can't tell you anything. They'll kill me if I do. Yeah. So um, I heard there were silhouettes though. Yes, the the silhouettes in the logo are all the people who are on the season. So. There's some, this is a really genius idea somebody else on marketing came up with. This is not my idea, but they were like, dude, what if we put all the silhouettes and then people will be trying to like figure out who's who. And I, I actually did test it out on, I tested on my brother. So my brother knows a lot of the people as well. So I was like, if he can't get them, it won't be, he was like, he could get a few of them, but not that many. And I was like, that's good. I want it to be like sort of possible. Like you could feasibly figure it out, but not like too easy that like, oh, you can see everybody. So yeah, there's people on like the, the, the discord and, and youtube and stuff try to figure it out which i think is really funny because some some of the stuff they're pretty right about some of the stuff they're completely wrong about so yeah Man, I'm, I'm gonna have to go back and uh analyze it now if you if you're in that like discord thread there's people who have like get done some really crazy deep dives into it you can look at <laughs> it but so if we get it right or if josh gets it right 
because I'm not going to. Um, just, just be 100. Uh, if Josh gets it right, though, will you confirm? Uh, no, he's not. Probably not. Probably not. Josh, Josh, but, don't don't sway him like that. <laughs> but um, probably not. I would probably not confirm if he got it 100 right. But to be honest, I don't think he will. Like, I think there's at least like one or two people that like they really just you really just cannot tell who it is. Even if you got most of them right, like one or two, they just look like blobs. Like you're not. I don't think you have to guess. You have to basically just guess lucky, which is certainly possible because there's not that many people it could be. You know, like there's only like whatever 50, 60 people total who have played. And you can rule out a lot of them of like some people graduated. Obviously, those people can't come back because they were like just because the nature of the college thing. Right. Like some of the people from the earlier seasons, they've already graduated. If you can figure out what the years are, they've gone. And some people you just know, like they're probably not coming back like Aaron from season four. Right. Like you're those spoilers. But like you're really going to bring back Aaron. Like probably not. <laughs> let's be real. Like there's some people like that. You're like, yeah, like. Uh, they're probably not like cat right like is cat really gonna be back i don't know she why would she want to be <laughs> like maybe but there's definitely people you could rule out i think it's just being like those people no that person would not be invited back for all stars probably <laughs> is there anything else that you have to that you want to say about the uh season four or season five coming up um i just really glad people are enjoying the show like it for me, like it started as like, a, it's really a passion project. You know, it, it, I put a ridiculous amount of time into it way, way too much time. Like, you don't want to know how much time, a ludicrous amount of time. And so the, it's just really rewarding, honestly, to have to see people you like you guys talking about it and like enjoying it. That's the, that's the biggest thing. And so um, I hope you guys liked it. I, it sounds like you did more or less. And I, I hope you stick around for a uh, season five because it's good. It, season five is going to be, it's going to be something something special honestly it's gonna be good and uh i would probably advise you justin to go back and watch the other ones just because it would like it'll like you know you'll know all the people then you'll be more invested but you can also pro- you could probably watch it on your own as well you like i watched heroes vs villains without having seen any of the previous that was the first star season i watched i think and I, I felt like i understood everything you know it's similar to that so like you don't have to have seen all our stuff but like obviously you know if, if i know who oh. russell is or whatever it's more impactful Right, and all these these foreshadowings that you're talking about. Yes, there are definitely some foreshadowings. There's definitely some foreshadowings. There's definitely people who their story was told in a particular way because there's there's at least a few things in season four that I think kind of confused people a little bit. Like, why was that in there? That I think will make more sense in like a year or two when it's, when all said and done. Interesting. So, <laughs> um, okay, actually, I'll. I did think of something else. I've been asking everybody, and since you've been listening, you would have heard it. Um, one out of ten, one to ten. What would you rank Josh's song that he made for our intro to be? Or oh. apparently, he's taken out at this point. <laughs> he didn't consult me on or nothing. I, I, I like it. I think it's. I can see why maybe he took it out. Like, it, I don't think it's the greatest thing in the world, but I think it's kind of goofy. I, I like it. I, I like I like it. There's something it grows on you. I think the first time I listened to it, I was like, whoa, like I don't maybe I I don't know about this. But then now it's like kind of endearing, you know. It's like I have some nostalgia for it. So a uh, solid four. I give it a I give it a five and a half. <laughs> okay, so I like that there is a song. Like I like songs. Yeah. So like the idea of there being a song at the beginning, I think is funny. 
And I think just listen to your voice, the survivor analyst is a genius lie. That that's great. That's that should be on a t-shirt. That you guys should get t-shirts that say survivor analyst on the back. It just says just listen to your voice. That would be amazing. <laughs> Bl- uh, what is it? Uh blind sides auto plays advantage, isn't yes. it? Just yes. Just listen to your boys, survivor yes. analyst. <laughs> that's that great. Was so stupid. You're rhyming oh analyst with twist. So that's great. Yeah. That's lyric lyrical genius. I changed my mind. <laughs> 10, 12 out of 10. 100 out of 10. Yes, I'll take it. Matthew ranked it uh 7.5. So Let's Jackson. average that. It's Jackson uh, said it was above a 10, too. I like it. I kind of like it. Like it. I don't know. I think it's kind of funny. I would keep it. I'd keep it. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be this one-time gag. And, oh, but, good Lord. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking some Survivor Michigan with us. And I'm hyped oh, up. I'm great. pumped for season five. I can't wait to watch yeah. it. I can't. I cannot hype it enough. It's going to be a been a little while, but hopefully not too long until it comes out. And uh, yes, we're hoping it falls in between. Um, yeah. Well, to be honest, seasons. we'll probably, probably, I'll probably try to do that. Like, I'll probably try to have it come out during a Survivor off season because I think that'd be better for us than for it to be going on during an actual season. You know, That's so true. Survivor overload. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, thank you guys for having me on. I love talking to you guys. It's, it was great listening to you guys all season. I loved your I loved your hot takes. I thought they were great. I thought they were funny. Um and uh definitely will play definitely will play some some katan sometime. Please. Sure. <laughs> oh really we, as long as Josh doesn't win. Play. Like Josh obviously can't be allowed to win if he doesn't know how to play. Uh, no, 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 no. Um well it depends. I mean right? I'll probably I'll I'll win. I'll I'll I think I'll be able to win. Um, <laughs> really bad opinions. Really <laughs> poverty should have won and you're gonna no, no, I'm afraid not. Um, all right, well, all right. hope you guys, uh, or you guys, I'll be listening to you guys if you do. Um, are you doing uh, whatever the next season of Real Survivor is or something, you know? Yeah, 40, we'll do 41. Uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be listening. I'll be listening if you all cover right. whatever else you cover. I'm, I'm a fan of your show now. I'll be listening to <laughs> every episode, even if it's not about Survivor Michigan. All right, so. well, we appreciate the support. I guess that will do it for this episode of the Survivor Analyst Podcast. Uh, wait, first of all, you got any social media or anything you want to shout out? Uh, well, if you haven't subscribed to Survivor Michigan, subscribe to Survivor Michigan on YouTube. We're trying to get to 2,000 subscribers. We're almost there. So that's the main thing. You can follow me on Twitter at, uh, I think it's, uh, I should know my own Twitter. That's bad. One sec. <laughs> let me look up my Twitter. That's not good. Uh, it's something Ian Harris. It is, my Twitter is at Ian D. Harris 2016. You can follow me on Twitter. I only have 400 followers, but I tweet about Survivor and stuff like that. So if, if you're interested in Survivor Michigan updates, how editing's going, like maybe follow me. I don't know. Yeah, that's all I really have to plug. Right. Follow at umich.squirrels. It's a great account. Oh, yeah. you know, a lot, if you like your squirrel content, it's a great account, wonderful account. Um, highly <laughs> recommended. Some say the best account on all of Instagram. They so have, they haven't posted since May, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I actually can't promise that that account will still be active since Kat just graduated. So now that she no longer goes to Michigan, I honestly don't know if there will be more posts on you, Mich. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a bad time for us to be plugging it, but <laughs> it's like yeah, Maybe now that'll... yeah, now she'll shoot up to like thousands of followers. Yeah. Once the, now that the account's uh, not even active. Yeah. yeah. All right, so. 
that will do it for this episode of the Survivor Analyst Podcast. Be sure to follow Ian on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to Survivor Michigan. Uh, I'm super pumped to watch Season 5 when it comes out. And until next time, I guess we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.